0: You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve Podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you today. We're going to talk about an insane tweet last weekend that I didn't even get to by Mike Fleiss that made no sense and maybe it does to others. I'm still confused. We're going to talk about the influencer world. We're going to talk about some spoilers. Not well, you'll hear what I'm going to say in regards to the spoilers. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, Chris Harrison podcast. Some of the things that came my way yesterday after uh, yesterday's daily roundup, where I gave my thoughts in about a half hour on the daily roundup. I've got some more thoughts and some points that I want to make uh, regarding that. And we will get to that momentarily.
1: The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories
0: This podcast, as you know, brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So I don't know if any of you saw this, but it happened this past, when was the 7th? Friday night? Saturday night. So it happened on Saturday night at 11.08. Now, I'm assuming that's my time when I look at a tweet. So I believe Mike Fleiss is in the West, in the Pacific time zone. He might even be out in one of his homes in Hawaii. He's got two of them out there. So maybe it was 7 p.m., whatever the case may be. The guy hadn't tweeted four days before this tweet, and he hasn't tweeted since. But at 11.08 Central Time on Saturday night, did you see Mike Fleiss's tweet, creator of The Bachelor? He just wrote, so happy to see Rachel, Lindsay, and Brian going strong. Another Bachelor Nation success story. Hashtag all about love. Where the hell did that come from? Did Rachel say or do something? Did she say something about Fleiss? Did something come up? I totally missed that. But that is about as random of a tweet as you can get from Mike Fleiss. Now, he's known for some random shit. And he'll tweet stuff that is just insane sometimes. But for him to tweet something like that, like I could see him doing it like during a finale when... We're seeing somebody get engaged, whether it's on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise. Like That would make sense, the timing of it. But when you haven't tweeted in four days, and then on Saturday night at 11.08 p.m. Central Time, you just tweet out, so happy to see Rachel Lindsay and Brian going strong, another Bachelor Nation success story, hashtag all about love. Where the hell does that come from? And he hasn't tweeted since. And then some of the comments underneath that, I feel very weird about this tweet, given what this franchise has put Rachel through. Someone wrote, why you randomly saying that? <laughs> yeah, exactly my point. No cause, like what? This is a random post out of nowhere. And then you've got, oh, here here it comes. Here comes the old, I hate Rachel. I don't really care how Rachel's doing. Causing problem where they're not needed. Let's not forget the people whom she caused major issues. <laughs> and then someone actually responded to that tweet. Like who? Yeah, exactly. Like who? What are you even talking about? Causing problem where they're not needed. Please expand. Because clearly, oh, by the way, I, 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 there's no information on this person's Twitter account who wrote that. But they do have a picture and is a middle-aged white woman. Shocker! <laughs> no other information other than their name and where they live, North Fort Myers, Florida. But just uh, just kind of um, hmm. middle-aged white woman. And, and, and just clicked on her Twitter page right here. Back on November 1st, tweeted, At Dancing ABC, which is Dance with the Stars, just watch Tyra prance in throwing up emoji, please make it stop. Hmm. Okay. This this woman white woman, middle aged, seems to have an issue with powerful black women. Shocker. Anyway, I just saw that tweet and I'm like, I I I, I screenshot it on saturday night and i was like i gotta talk about this on the daily roundup basically that's what i do anytime something comes to my head i have to write it down now because i forget stuff so i just put it in my notes app and i try and save it for whenever it needs to be used but yeah that was one of them um the other thing that happened recently and i don't know if you saw this but christina mandrell who is on Zach's season. We saw her at the after the Fun rose. She was one of the five women that he met. She is a single mother. She put on her Instagram story already hate that she's getting. And somebody wrote under her, one of her Instagram posts, they wrote, wow, what kind of mother just leaves her kid for months to go on a dating show? Horrible priorities. And then underneath that, someone chimed in, sadly, she is an absent mom. Her ex-husband and mother raises Blakely Blakey. When she did CrossFit, she abandoned that poor girl for months for competitions. Pink Lily models are full of themselves. She's now away modeling makeup. The owner of Pink Lily is terrible and has nannies raising her kids also. And Christina Mandrell screenshot that and responded to it and said, This is the ugly truth of social media cyberbullying and trolls that try to bring you down daily. You put yourself out there, and then so many others try to bring you down. Our models are some of the most genuine ladies ever. Reese has a nanny that watches her during the day while I work. Is she supposed to watch herself? Christina Mandrell went on a show as a once in a lifetime opportunity to try and find love. Ridiculous that some people try to tear each other down to make themselves feel better. I will never support cyberbullying. It is not okay. Women are allowed to be moms and have careers. So actually um it was it, it if I'm putting this together, it looks like the boss over uh, Christina Mandrell's boss at Pink Lily is the one who screenshot the captions under Christina Mandrell's picture. And then Christina Mandrell put it as her. And that woman posted it as her Instagram story. And Christina Mandrell reposted it and said, have I mentioned that I love my boss? So it was her boss sticking up for her by writing that. And again, Toxic Bachelor Nation at its finest. Both of these accounts, Carla underscore Davis 94 and May underscore Lily 2295. Don't have a picture. I'm sure if you went to those accounts, probably have zero posts and are private. But this is, you know, what we talk about when it comes to Toxic Bachelor Nation. Just the fact that somebody would put that out there uh, for a mother to go on this show. You can have your issues with mothers going on the show, but that sounded a little personal. That sounded like somebody who clearly doesn't like her and just wanted to throw her under the bus by saying a bunch of shit that they can't even prove. And if they could prove it. They certainly didn't by just writing that as a caption underneath somebody's Instagram post, which sucks. And, you know, I we get it all the time and you can say it until you're blue in the face. I say it every season. Let's stop the bullying of the contestants. I don't care if you don't like the fact that they're influencers and I don't care if you don't like the fact that they're trying to gain followers and they're coming on with ulterior motives because I hate to tell you this, but if you're watching this show for a love story or you're watching the show thinking all the contestants are on there because they're so head over heels in love with Zach and they can't wait to possibly be his wife someday, you are watching the wrong effing show. I don't know what to tell you, but taking it out on the contestants And look, that was just one I haven't followed. I think I follow about a third of them. I haven't seen too many post anything in regards to hate that they've been getting. But the season hadn't even started yet. Just wait. If you saw Christina Mandrell's um, Instagram story last night, it was from her TikTok. She also put it on her Instagram story. But you've seen the preview for this season. They show somebody basically sleeping on the steps at the mansion that's Christina Mandrell. She got very drunk on the first night and I guess fell asleep on the steps, but that is her. So she's, you know, kind of, she did a story kind of laughing at herself like, oh boy, when you see the preview of the season and a girl passed out on the steps, that's her. Whether you're a
1: morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style and you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley.
0: In regards to the spoilers and um, the last spoilers that I put out there were November fifteenth, and that was everything that I knew up through up to the final three, and the final three are Katie, Gabby, and Ariel, and I you know I I don't know the exact breakdown just yet of the final three, but it's all the dates and like I said there are some things missing here and there. I don't have exact dates when uh, a couple people went home. But what what I'll say is this, when I put that up on November 15th, that was everything that I had gathered from the time filming began. I gave you a lot of stuff during filming. Um, I told you about the Victoria and Courtney and Tazwan where they come in and judge the first group date of the season. Um, There's plenty of stuff. I I, I could go down the laundry list of things that I spoiled for you while the show was uh, filming, but... Since November fifteenth, I basically haven't done anything in regards to this show. I haven't sent out any emails. I haven't been looking for stuff, and that's why there hasn't been a lot to update on. Because once this show ended filming, which was like, um, I, I want to say four, three, four, five days after that post, I um maybe it was a maybe it was a week after that post. You know, we have the rest of the year where nothing is filming and nothing is airing. So there really isn't anything to add unless I had found out the breakdown of the final three. Now, since the new year has started, I have been starting to hear more things about this season. And again, I'm sitting here telling you I'm hearing more things, but I haven't been able to get confirmation. Like, I can give you the basics, but I guarantee you, knowing the way a lot of the spoiler people are... And the way people who love spoilers act when I put out a spoiler, if I tell you some of these things, you're going to have all these follow up questions and I'm not going to have answers to them. All I know is like the gist of some things that happened. I have some stuff from night one. I have some stuff from while they were still in L.A. And I have some stuff post travel, but I just haven't been able to get a lot of details. So I'm hearing stuff. And I'm just determining, do I want to deal with the trolls who say, okay, well, you told us this, and this is what you're hearing, but what about this, 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 and that? You're going to have all these questions, and I'm telling you, I'm not going to have answers because I'm telling you what I know. However, there are some interesting things that I have heard uh, about this season. One of them that I'm working on right now that has, it could be a giant nothing burger or it could be a storyline. And that's the other thing. It's like, I'm hearing this stuff, but I don't edit the show. I have no idea if it's going to make it on air. So if I tell it, it could affect people's opinions about a certain contestant. But then if it never airs, nobody would know about it. And then I would probably get thrown under the bus for like, Oh, why are you throwing spreading rumors about this person? Like, look, it's not a rumor. I know what happened. I just don't know if the show's going to make a big deal out of it or if it's going to be a storyline. It might, it might not. And so if I put it out there, I do definitely think it will affect some people's opinions about one of the women and then it turns into oh I hate that woman and oh I'm throwing them under the bus and I have no proof because if the show airs and they don't show what I report then what are people going to think that I made it up or I was just looking for clicks or whatever look I don't do that anymore anybody that's followed this site in the last two years you do realize I don't Talk about negative stuff about this franchise. All I'm trying to report on is what actually happened, either behind the scenes on the show that you'll see play out, or something that I can prove, or something that somebody wants to come forward and talk about a contestant, like the whole Beth situation, and when Kelsey came forward to talk about Nate. I don't do that anymore. I understand that there's this stigma attached to me. And all I used to do is throw contestants out of the bus and I'm just thrown out there and I'm trying to get as many people in trouble as possible. And okay, I'll be the first to admit. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to be way harsher on contestants. Now I I don't do that stuff anymore, but apparently people still think I do. Um, I'm telling you, it doesn't happen. So if I report something, it's because I believe it did happen. But I don't edit the show, so I can't predict what's going to make air and what isn't. But just know I am working on some stuff. Um, I'm hoping to get it out hopefully by next week and just kind of put it out there and just see. But if I can't get the details behind it, I will absolutely put it out there and say, look, here are the details behind it. Do not all of a sudden turn on this contestant because of this information I just posted because it just wouldn't be right, because I don't know. So I know that's a little vague, but I'm doing the best I can. And hopefully next week I'll have more uh, to share with you. So just a few final thoughts on the Chris Harrison uh, podcasts, the, the the two podcasts that were released late Sunday night. And if you listened to my thoughts yesterday, um, you know, like I said, I... There were just some things that I was surprised. It has been two years, as he said, two years since he said anything, and his biggest regret was not saying something earlier. But the fact that we did wait two years for him to finally speak on it, I just felt like he could have said more. That was really it. Like, what is wrong with saying the sentence, you know, I'm sorry for the way I spoke to Rachel Lindsay in that interview. I don't – I'm sorry for the backlash and hate that Rachel got for things that I said What is wrong with those sentences? Why couldn't he have said that? I don't think any of those have to do with an NB NDA because that's just straight human emotion. I mean, he literally spent his first podcast talking about quote unquote the interview. So it's not like that would be talking about that would be completely out of the blue. He was talking about the interview, but he was just tiptoeing around it. And that's what I just don't understand why he couldn't have said. And, uh, couldn't have said exactly what he said on the podcast and then just added, and you know what? I really feel bad for the way I spoke to Rachel. I didn't come across well. And all he left it at was, I'm embarrassed. I'm you know, disappointed in myself. That wasn't me. It's like, okay, that's fine. But why not add in the host, a former Bachelorette, a woman that you worked with on two different seasons when she was a contestant on Nick's season and then became the Bachelorette. Why can't you just throw in a sentence? You know, I I was really disappointed in myself for the way I spoke to Rachel. And then, or something along the lines of, I know Rachel got a lot of backlash and heat for the stuff that I said, and I never wished that upon her, and I wish people didn't do that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Not only did he not say that, he couldn't even mention her by name. So that was confusing to me. And like I said, there was just a lot of stuff I thought that he would go into detail more. And look, maybe there is more to come. Maybe he's just holding out and he's going to extend this out over his podcast because this is a weekly podcast and maybe we will hear things. But when I listened to those two podcasts last night, I took notes on both of them. I thought about it. I'm like, okay, now let's start recording this podcast. And those were my thoughts and my reaction to what he said. Just like you had a reaction to what he said. Um, I did appreciate the guy's vulnerability. It's a side that we... I can say that we've never really seen out of him because we only saw him as like, you know, kind of a robot on this show. He did the same thing every season. There wasn't a lot of depth there to what we saw of Chris Harrison on television. So I did appreciate the vulnerability. I did appreciate him talking about his relationship with Lauren, because it is a way that we didn't look at it. However, I really do think that if you if you take a, a grand overall look at those two podcasts, it seems like he made it you know kind of all about himself. It was it was about himself instead of the ones that he heard. And never talking about the impact of, of what he said. It just you know, it look, but it's his podcast. So maybe I went into it with expectations that were just never met. And that's why I'm sitting here with all these questions like, why didn't you cover this? Why didn't you say this? Why didn't we get details about this? Maybe I just set the expectations too high. But when you haven't heard from the guy for two years and he decides to launch a podcast, I don't think I was asking for too much there. Like those two sentences I said you could have said about Rachel, that's not asking very much. I'm not asking you to break down your salary for the three shows. I'm not asking any of that. I'm not asking you to give us dirt on, you know, production, which I know he has. And it's just, I thought we'd get more and maybe we will get more in future episodes. So that's where it is. But for the first two episodes, yeah, I just, uh, while there were some things, I almost felt like it's a lot of stuff we could have figured out on our own. Like, yes, clearly he was hurt. I did not expect him to come out and say, yeah. Two years later, I never saw what the big deal was. Like, of course he's going to say he was hurt, disappointed in himself. He was embarrassed. Like, I expected him to say that. It was, okay, give us something more. Have you learned anything from this? You know, what did you learn? Do you know now why your words were wrong? Did you seek any help? He never he never touched on any of that. So that was my, that was my issue. And, but like I said, it's his podcast. He can talk about what he wants, but if he's going to have a podcast, I'm going to react about it. And he said next week's podcast is answering all of you all's questions and comments. It's like, okay, clearly he's going to filter out the things that he can't talk about. And I'm just wondering, and this is me just wondering out loud, if there's any legal people that can get back to me, I'd appreciate it. He signed an NDA clearly. I don't care how much he signed it for and how much you know settlement money he got. That's irrelevant to me. My whole question is: when it comes to an NDA, is he allowed to? Let, let's just say next week on the podcast, he's like he said he's going to answer questions that people send in and and maybe questions that people leave in the captions. Can he say, okay, you know, this Instagram account is asking me uh, about this? And unfortunately, I can't answer that due to legal reasons. Can he can he even say that? I, I can't imagine that's breaking any sort of NDA code. I just want him to address what he can and can't talk about. And if, it, if it's something he can't talk about, don't even go into detail. Just say for legal purposes, I cannot talk about that. But if he's just going to start a podcast, number three, answering questions and only choosing questions that are very surface level and don't get into details of anything. It's going to be like, okay, are these really the questions that people want to know the answers to? You know, I don't know. I guess we'll have to hear episode three, but I would just like to know when, when a topic comes up, if he can say, Hey, can't address that legal purposes and not even use the words NDA, just say legal purposes. And it'll be like, okay, we're aware. I think that would help. Uh, I'd like to hear that from him. Just so I know, okay, we can't go that that route. We can't go this route. Okay, got it. Because I don't know what is off limits and and what is. And, you know, I I really do think that there was a little bit of revisionist history in what he said. Because, like I said, if the Rachel Lindsay interview never happens, I still think Chris Harrison is the host of the show, regardless of him saying, I wasn't happy in my job. And, you know, I was frustrated and burnt out. But were you frustrated and burnt out enough where he was going to quit? Is that something he can address in podcast number three? If someone asks him, hey, I'm not going to do it, but hey, one of you listening right now, why don't you send in an email to Chris and say, Chris, love the first podcast. Can't wait to hear more. I have a question. You seemed burnt out and frustrated. You said you were. If, quote unquote, the interview never happened, were you planning on leaving the show on your own? And my guess is, no, I don't think he was going to leave. This certainly helped. And the reason why he did leave and probably was asked to leave and forced to leave. And or they said, hey, like I said, I think there's a part that the stuff that he can't get into, which I totally understandable. The show probably came to him and said, Chris, if you want to remain host of this show, you have to do this, this, this and this. And he just didn't want to. He felt he had bent over backwards enough for the franchise where he's like, you know what? No. And I think that's what he meant when he said, I drew the line in the sand and I had to take my life back. That makes sense to me. But if the interview just never happens and we go straight into the next season, which was Katie season, he was all set to be the host that season. Like Chris, were you going to quit? If the interview never happened, I just, I'd like to know that. And I think the answer, I think the answer is no. So that's why I say there's a bit of a virginous history for him to go back and say like, oh, I was burnt out. I was frustrated and things were going on that I didn't like about my job and whatever. But, Yeah. So I think we all know that he is the host and was probably going to continue to be the host until this show went off the air. I just didn't see anybody ever hosting the show outside of him unless he was fired. Um, So and that's what happened. So those are my thoughts. If anyone wants to ask him that for maybe episode number three, that'd be great. Anyway, thank you for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It's much appreciated. Uh, The Sports Daily will be up in about an hour from now on a new feed, so check out my Twitter and Instagram story to subscribe to that. I really appreciate all the people that have been uh, listening to that and sending me feedback on that. Very helpful. So thank you very much for listening to the Daily Roundup, and I will be back tomorrow with yet another one. See you!